Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 46, meaning we're in Leviticus 1, 2 and 3, and then in Romans chapter 9. Let's begin and look at our Old Testament passage. And can you believe it? We've already read two books of the Old Testament and now into our third. And before we begin looking at Leviticus, I want to be very clear. This is a really difficult book to read. Essentially, it's a long list of laws and rules for the people of God to obey. And in the four years I've been doing this program, many stop their reading at this stage and really struggle to continue with their daily reading. Please do reach out if you find it hard over the next few weeks, because we'll be praying that the devil will not put hurdles in your way, and that although at times it will be hard to read through these laws, you will persevere with endurance and continue to read God's word every day. With that said, we look to the first three chapters of Leviticus, and in these three chapters we have three very specific laws to consider. In chapter 1 we have the law of burnt offerings. These were animal offerings that would be entirely consumed by fire. The physical smoke that rose from these offerings were sweet-smelling to God, for the people were showing honour to God. It was a sacrifice of general atonement, essentially appeasing the wrath of God and seeking to be right before God himself. In chapter 2, we have the grain offering. This offering had less strict rulings over it and was a general offering of worship. Essentially, the people would worship the provision of God by offering before him the produce that came from their labours. It was often given after the burnt offering, after their sins had been atoned for. In chapter 3, we have the peace offering, essentially an offering that proclaimed the peace that comes from God when he is merciful to the people. These offerings were therefore a sign of thanksgiving, that the people were by God's grace being blessed. Two things to pick up on these offerings. These offerings were law. The people had to abide by them. By God's command, they had to honour them. They were designed to appease the wrath of God and keep the people in right relationship with him. The second is to see how Jesus fulfils all of them. He gave his body entirely as a living sacrifice. He offered his body in worship to the Father, and he provided his body to bring peace between man and God. You see, we don't live by a sacrificial system, for Jesus is the perfect sacrifice and that covers all bases. Applying that to our lives today, consider what life would be like if you had to make an offering for every single sin that you committed before God. When you consider that, praise God for Jesus, for through him you can be made right before God. A position that we can enjoy and a position that we now call our own as children of God and a position where our New Testament reading has been describing and discussing for us. So let's head there now into Romans chapter 9. Our chapter today looks at the difference between the Jews and the Gentiles. We've read in our Old Testament readings that the people of Israel would be God's chosen people. Throughout the whole of the Old Testament narrative, God has kept his promises, creating a people, protecting that people, showing mercy to that people, and giving the people what he had promised. Yet there is an issue. They have not obtained righteousness. They failed in keeping the law, failed in being obedient, and failed to be the people that God desired. On the flip side, we have the Gentiles, or all those who are outside of Israel. They have somehow obtained righteousness, not through the law, for they had no knowledge of it, rather through faith in Jesus. They were imputed with his righteousness and granted the status as child of God. Jesus literally brought salvation to the people, and the people placed their hope and faith in him, finding themselves in a new position, right with God. So what is Paul getting at? Well, simple, works-based salvation doesn't work. 
You cannot work your way to being saved. You cannot keep every law. You cannot be obedient 100% of the time. And you can't live entirely faithful to God. Works-based salvation fails every single time. The only salvation that can be found is through faith in Jesus. And it's by faith we are justified. Sure, we then go on to do works for Jesus, but it's not the works that save us. It is Jesus. The important message today for those listening in is this. You're not a Christian unless you humbly come to Jesus through faith, repent, seek forgiveness and surrender your life to him. Anything else will fall short. Anything else will have you like the Jews, failing before a perfect and holy God. The second thing to pick up on is this. We are saved, yes, by faith through Jesus, but to do what? To do good works. So does your salvation in Jesus reflect in your actions today? Or in other words, what good works do you have planned out for today? Remember, good works don't save you, and we shouldn't be doing good works to make us look good. Rather, our good works seek to increase the name of Jesus and proclaim the gospel message through our actions. I close today by praying for each of us. Father, we praise you that your word points to Jesus as the perfect sacrifice that we don't have to live by a sacrificial system anymore, that we can live through faith in Jesus. Father, help us not seek salvation by works, because we know we're going to fail every single time. Instead, bless us, Father, through salvation in Jesus. And we pray that many would come to know him as Lord and Saviour. Father, save us to do good works. Let us serve you by being faithful in our communities, in our families, in our workplaces, by proclaiming the gospel through our good actions not because those save us, but because we want to see the name of Jesus lifted high. And so, Father, we pray this in your glorious name. Amen.